the mile rate. Thanks to Australasia's best harness action at the trots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Welcome to the mile rate, ladies and gentlemen. It was a terrific night of uh, action, metropolitan action at Melton. It was Friday night where all the uh, the action was, 11 races. Rob Orber joins me. Good morning to you, Rob. Um, it was a terrific night. Unusually, 11 races, but 11 different winning drivers. It was a quality night of racing, Dan. A very good morning to you. And certainly uh, we saw some very high-performing horses. A couple of disappointments uh, from some of the favourites that we were expecting to potentially be winning. And we saw some uh, upset results, uh, none other than a horse like Mr Wickham getting up at huge odds. Yeah, there were certainly a few and even a, a few shorties that bit the dust, including our Princess Tiffany, who weakened out of a place. She was, she was quite disappointing after her, her performance last week. Training honours to Emma Stewart. She took out both the two-year-old races, uh, but also Majida was fantastic in the Argent Classic. So a training treble for Emma Stewart. It amended Turnbull with a double. She trained two winners, one of which she drove. One, of course, was Catch a Moment, who may well have been the performance of the night. He went a mile rate of 152.9 catch a moment, Dan, leading throughout. He put the riding on the wall with a terrific placing at his previous run first up when runner-up. But to come out and do what he did on Friday night by leading, he over-raced, he pulled pretty hard, and he ran his last uh, two quarters, 27.6 and 27.7, and that was off a very fast uh, lead time as well. He seems to be a horse of the future, and Amanda Turnbull, she trained four winners at Echuca throughout uh, the week, and then to come here uh, on Friday night and train two winners was an amazing training performance. That final, that was the heat of the Alabar Classic. That final is next week at Group 3 level, so you get to see Catch a Moment go around. And what I saw out of the two divisions, Torrid Saint won the other. Uh, Catch a Moment's going to be a, a short-price favourite. If he draws to lead, uh, I don't know how they'll get near him. Yeah, I don't even think he needs to draw to lead, Dan. We saw him in the previous start when he drew the car park off the second row and it was just uh, close up and narrowly beaten. I think he's a, a horse of the future with uh, really... Uh, it'll be interesting to see how far he can go, but when you come to Melton and you run a 152.9 mile rate, uh, you're, you're above average, no doubt. And I reckon he had another gear to get to as well. Look, the two-year-old racing this year has been as good as I've ever seen it. And it's not any in particular individuals. Uh, it's been the bunch of two-year-olds that we've had. And there were highlights tonight, the divisions of the Tatlow Stakes. The two-year-old fillies was race number four. Uh, there was uh, so much talent in the race. Might have unearthed another star because it was the unbeaten ladies in red who, uh, who got the prize. So let's uh, have a listen to the way that ladies in red, Emma Stewart and David Moran, did the job in the Group 2 Tatlow Stakes for fillies. Ladies in red, the leader from Tough Tilly, Treachery, Joanna. They run on, beats music, battling on well, but ladies in red's clear, and she's going to remain unbeaten. A good win. It's a really good win. Ladies in red, about six metres. Treachery's finished off well to grab second from Beach Music, Tough Tilly. She's uh, there's not much of her, but, um, you know, she's uh, she's got it all. She can sort of tough it out a little bit. and She's got she's got very high speed, so I think she's going to make a very nice racehorse. She seems uh, to, to have gears because at times she, you know, she'll get on a little bit of a loose rein, but when you click her up and ask her, she just goes. Yeah, she does, yeah. No, she's, uh, she's perfect like that. She's a beautiful little filly to drive. Um, like you said, you can, you can make a move on her sort of thing. She'll follow a helmet. Um, you know, she'll just sort of sit quiet to however you like, which is, um, you know, it's very good when, you, when you're trying to rate them. The Mile Rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision.
David Moran, what a ride he's had. He's really become a, a big race driver as well as training Lock and Var Art, but he's been picking up a lot more drives for Emma Stewart now, and his record with the camp is exceptional, Rob. Um, we know it's a really good bunch of fillies, uh, but she, she might well be the best of them. She was terrific tonight. She just put a bit of a gap on them late. Look, she was so impressive, Dan. She'd won her previous three starts in great fashion. It was over the short course. This time it was over the middle distance. She handled it really well. There was a bit of tempo on early. Dave uh, wasted no, no time to get up into the breeze. He controlled the race. And at stages she looked like she was on a loose rein. And then he just clicked her up a gear. And she just kept quickening the tempo. And she ran away from him like she's a high-class filly. I think the stablemate treachery was terrific. She was first up after a, a break. She she was terrific coming from uh, from the second row. I think at the moment, from what I can see, those two fillies seem to be the dominant two fillies from the Emma Stewart stable. Change a couple of barrier draws around. Tough Tilly, for example. Maybe she's going to be better over the shorter trip or a better barrier draw at that distance. But I think even Beach Music, there's a lot to like about her as well. Also raced in the same interests. Uh, Lauriston Bloodstock and the Andersons have Ladies in Red and Beach Music. Ladies in Red is by Mac 3. She's a lovely type of filly, but it's clear that she's getting better with each time that she starts. Yes, Anne and Bill Anderson uh, had a fantastic night, uh, not only breeding Ladies in Red, but also... Uh, Later on uh, in the night as well uh, with that uh, very high-class mare that Speak, uh, no, speak evil. no Evil that uh, showed terrific gate speed to lead. So they've had a fantastic night. But ladies in red, she's going to be a major player come Breeders' Crown, Crown Time and uh, Vic Bread Finals. So I think uh, both uh, Treachery and ladies in red are going to be major players, Dan. So out of that, perhaps follow Treachery. Although the thing is now they're almost certain to be uh, competing in the same races and classing uh, all the way through. So it makes it tough, but Treachery... Switch the barrier draws around, you might get a different result. Well, yes. Uh, look, the rest able. What they finished the first five, six placings again in this two-year-old fillies race. Uh, tough Tilly, as you mentioned, Dan. She's uh, a lovely filly. Uh, she just needs the right draw uh, to be uh, a major player as well. She's very dour, and despite uh, tonight not matching it with Ladies in Red and Treachery, I still thought her performance was full of merit. Well, the Colts and Gellings, there was plenty to look forward to here. We had the unbeaten Beyond Delight, who was heavily backed, uh, but it was Act Now, who's brilliant. His gate speed is outstanding, isn't it? He's got sheer brilliance at the start of his races. He pinged straight to the front and was able to dominate with Jody Quinlan and again for Emma Stewart. It's Act Now, the leader, though, from some moment somewhere. Finishing off was Vanquish Stride. Act Now's clear, though, with 100 to go, and Act Now's going to go all the way again. Act Now won it. Getting through for second was Vanquish Stride in front of some moment somewhere. Soho Bollinger or Idyllic up there for fourth. Yeah, he does, Rob. Um, always wonder sort of what one will do when he get, you know, one gets outside him, and... He felt enormous when Michael's horse was outside him and uh, he sort of skipped away and he was looking at the clerk of the course on the inside pricking his ears. So I really like to see him go when one really does test him and what he really can do. But uh, he done that pretty comfy tonight. Yeah, he seems like, uh, I think the more you throw at him, the more and better he responds by looks of things. Yeah, I mean, Clayton and Emma have always had a really good opinion of him and um, he sort of said tonight, don't worry, you know, he'll lead and, and he'll run a real good race and he was spot on again. The mile rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Isn't it refreshing to see Jodie Quinlan have success? She's 
I've heard her mention to you on a couple of occasions that this year she's probably driven some of the best young horses she's ever been associated with. It has been an amazing ride for a girl. It's uh, had a number of uh, injury issues that at some stage even looked like she was going to retire out of the sport. She's come back, uh, got over uh, all her injuries. She's done an amazing job. She's been a stalwart. Uh, a person that's uh, survived the longevity of the game. She started at a very young age uh, as a trotting driver, had no choice. Uh, the Quinlan family uh, are synonymous in our industry, and she's done an amazing job. And honestly, uh, the performance of Act Now, he's a class uh, horse. I think the runners behind it, uh, obviously number eight, uh, Vanquish Stride, ran a nice race Friday night. So did Some Moments Somewhere. The other uh, horses, Soho Bollinger, was good. Yeah. Don't lose uh, faith in Beyond Delight. Uh, he had some excuses. Greg Sugars pushed him pretty hard off the second row. He looked like he was going to get into the 1-1. He decided to go forward. It probably, I think if he took the uh, the drive back, he, he would have grabbed hole straight away at the start, settled the horse. He just over-raced. He got into a little bit of bother down the back, even though he didn't finish in the placings at on Friday night, I think he can bounce back. I think he's just as good as Act now, or maybe even better. Idyllic, the other stable mate of Clayton's, uh, Tonkin, he ran a really good race from the, the second row draw, and he's a, certainly a major player in these big races coming up. It was a horse that maybe at this level might be able to beat them, but Tuppence was good. He didn't have a lot of luck in the home straight. Maybe a level lower than this, and he's ready to win again. You've got to love the work Jeff Webster uh, does with his horses. Uh, each year he keeps producing horses that keep performing well. And as you mentioned, Tuppence might not have the, uh, the, the high class against some of the better horses, but he's going to win his fair share of races. And Soho Bollinger, you mentioned, that was a terrific run. Did all the work up without cover. He looked like he might be dropping out on the turn, but he was actually rallying again in the last hundred. One thing we know about Mick Stanley, he knows how to present uh, young horses to the races. Uh, he was very brave in defeat, uh, Dan. Drew Pauly, I think with a better draw, again, you've got to respect him in any of these big races coming up. Well, back to the start of the night. We saw a very good horse, full strides going through the classes. Anthony Butt, trainer driver, made mention he may well be heading towards a Hunter Cup. I, uh, I can see that happening. I've got a lot of time for the horse. He was dominant in good time, 54-3 last half, mile rate 152.7. He just looks like a horse that's going to be a stayer. He doesn't have that brilliant early speed out of the gate, even though he worked to the front tonight. He just looks like the longer the distance will go, the better he will perform. He, he turn, returned a mile rate of 152.1 on Friday night. He's a really nice horse. Anthony said that he's hoping that uh, he will trans trans. Uh, trans through to classes and virtually work himself up to grand circuit level. And I think uh, knowing the uh, the butt connection with the Hunter Cup, I, I think that's where he'd be looking for uh, come February. And Lewis Cedric, perhaps the horse to follow. Anything else out of the race? No, look, he was probably the one uh, that I uh, marked, uh, Lewis Cedric. Uh, two weeks in a row, he's really hit the line really hard. Jean-Luc took the second. You don't expect Jean-Luc to be sitting up without cover, but as it turned out, I reckon a couple might have underperformed. The, the overall time, or the mile rate was 154.9. It's not slow going, but Lance was able to put him in the right spot, and to the horse's credit, he was terrific. Oh, he, was, uh, he deserved the victory. Uh, he did all the work, as you mentioned. He's uh, a hard horse to catch, John Luke. He'll either uh, win or uh, not uh, finish uh, in the top three placings. But his performance was good. There's probably one horse in that race that I think's going well, Dan, a smart little shard. He's not having much racing luck at the moment. I think he will find uh, that he will get up at good odds one day over the next month or two. 
In the third event, well, this has to be the performance of the night. It's the, the race that I, I rate. The individual performance of Catcher Moment. Sure, he had barrier one, but he looked like he was getting a bit keen and over-racing in the run, but I think he just wanted to go quicker. They weren't going... Well, he wasn't going fast enough, and he cruised away, 152.9 mile rate, 54 seconds flat the last half mile, and I feel confident to say he had a little bit left. Well, the scary part, we interviewed James Herbertson on Trot's Vision on Friday night, and I asked him, you know, did he have much left in the tank? He said he still had plenty left in the tank, and he felt like the horse could keep going. And my, my biggest concern on Friday night was that he might over-race. Well, he did over-race, but he just kept going. Uh, and the time that he ran was uh, slashing. Uh, he's, he's a horse that honestly could work himself right up to uh, the free-for-all companies without any problem. Dennis William had to work hard and he weakened out of it. Glen Avril King was a good, really good run. Enchanted Stride continues to run well. There'll be a race in her soon. Yes, yeah, so Mama's new dude and Blissful Stride, both very honest, didn't have a lot of luck and they will keep performing well at this level. Well, race five, first leg of the quaddy. Everyone tried to, uh, you know, get... The last thing you want to do is get put out of the first leg of the quaddy, but I don't know how many people had uh, had the winner of the first leg. It was an intriguing race. There was plenty of action. The pace was on when they turned for home. I didn't know where to look, Rob, and it was one of the outsiders of the field, but a good story with Mr Wickham. It's had problems. Great for the connections. 80 to 1, though, threw most people out of the quaddy. Oh, it was terrific. Well done to Chris Finozio, uh, this horse uh, formerly with Lee Everson. Uh, he had, he's had his fair share of issues over the years and Chris to get him back to uh, the races and for, for Julie and, and Jenny Coventry uh, who are very well known uh, people in the harness racing circles they turn up at uh, each race meeting the COVID situation would be certainly uh, affecting them not getting to the racetrack but they would have been uh, very very happy when Mr Wickham hit the line it was a great drive, he had him smothered on the inside, there were some very unlucky runs in the race, there is one horse that is ready to win, Sakari each yeah. time he goes around, he just seems to go over the line hard held. Cruz Bromac was good. Uh, look, he, he was okay. Uh, there was nothing wrong with his performance. Uh, I probably was hoping that he could finish it off a little bit better, but still hit the line okay. Tam Major was terrific. Uh, second up or third up, he'll keep improving. Major times had no luck. He was held up everywhere Jody went. Uh, things didn't pan out. And Code Black, well, he is bursting to win. And Rishi, good honest run again. Majita took the Argent Classic, followed up a really good form against the older mares. She was terrific. In fact, dominant at the finish. Uh, Dr. Susan, I thought a little bit unlucky, dragged back uh, through the field at the 600. But a few key uh, good runs in the race. Yes, what about dancing with Flo? Uh, what a story for Rick Cashman, uh, a guy that uh, hasn't been training very long. He's down at the Cranbourne Training Centre and he's done an amazing job with his filly dancing with Flo. He's got a lot of new people involved in harness racing and the ownership and he's got a horse that's got a genuine chance going into Breeders' Crown time. Keyang Jackie, I thought, was outstanding for Marg Lee and Jason Lee. She's a very nice filly. And Majida, as you mentioned, she's all class. And uh, she's, got, uh, she's, she's one of the benchmarks coming to the three-year-old classics. Speak No Evil, a fantastic training performance by Amanda Turnbull to take out the Angelique Club pace. Sheer speed from the start. She only just won, but it was a great effort. Very good. Uh, she just got that terrific gate speed that puts her into the race. It was interesting to see what Amanda was going to do when our Princess Tiffany and No Win, No Feed came around the field. But she elected to hold the front. She was going to chance her arm. 
she recorded a mile rate of 154.9. Uh, out Princess Tiffany probably raced a little bit flat, didn't uh, perform as well as uh, what we were expecting. No win, no feed, I thought was really solid, Dan. Rock and roll chapel for Joey Pace, a great little story there. Tucked her away with a good piece of driving. Nearly got there, just failed. And pick up line, you were pretty pleased with her performance again. Yeah, she did have a power of work. I'd be forgiving and keep following her. She'll win a good odds soon. Red Hot Tooth, she's a seven-year-old mare, or I'd say close to career-best performance tonight in the True Roman Trot. Yeah, look, she's had a great campaign uh, this time in, uh, Dan. Uh, Kari and, and Paul Males, as we know, do an amazing job in the way they look after their horses. They've uh, pampered this girl all the way through her career. They've got her going as well as she ever has, and she was so strong. One thing about her, when she does lead, you know she'll keep running, and she's very strong. She's really clicked with Karen Manning. It was a fantastic performance. I think she's just short of half a million dollars in prize money. And, look, she's going to be a major player come Great Southern Star time. They'll have her uh, absolutely tuning over beautifully. And her performance on Friday night was outstanding. John Keldo drove Torrid Saint to get home. He ran right up to that terrific run behind and, uh, I'm Another Masterpiece. He's very much a peg horse. <laughs> He had the barrier draw, had the right run, and he got the prize. Yes, he was uh, just too good. He's put the riding on the wall with some good performances. A great story for Noel Watson up at Swan Hill, uh, who sends quite a number of horses down to the Douglas uh, stables, and he also trains himself. But Noel does a fantastic job uh, with his team, and uh, congratulations to Torrid Saint winning. Santa Casa Beach, I thought, was very honest. So was Terry Armour. Both horses are very honest horses that will continue to perform well. Always ready is a class act. He showed that tonight. And it was a dominant win on Friday night to, to be able to lead all the way. He, uh, uh, the second horse was good. Gus and Mary made good ground late, but always ready was never going to get uh, beaten. Yeah, he was terrific. Uh, he, he, he galloped uh, at his last start. Dan, obviously, there was a few corrections made to his shoeing. Uh, he was terrific Friday night. He sweated up a little bit uh, through the run, but he just trotted so strongly and he just powered away. He's a very, very good horse. Uh, Gus and Mary was very good again. Loves the pegs and certainly hit the line well. And Clove Valley Clichy was uh, a much better performance on Friday night. So what about a horse to follow after the big meeting on Friday night at Melton? Look, I think I'll go with Sicario, Dan. I think Sicario is ready to win. He's obviously on a very hard mark, but once he gets into the right race with the right draw, I think he's a black booker for sure. Well, I thought Catch a Moment was the run of the night. I agree with you, Sicario. There's got to be a race for him soon. Terrific day uh, today. Derby heats at Maryborough will be very exciting, Rob. And next week, it's Group 1 action, the Queen of the Pacific, the feature. Also, the Battle of the Claimers heats. And that final of the Group 3, Alabar. Yes, I'm heading off to Maryborough later this morning, uh, Dan. We've got a Trots Vision coverage there, so we'll be catching up with all the uh, the drivers and trainers and having a bit of a look at uh, the horses in the parade ring. So looking forward to a very big day uh, just after 12 o'clock the 1st. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to catching up again next week on The Mile Rate. Right.